Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Real Truth Real Quick. I get to share with you my amazing friend, Johnny Erickson Tata, and we are talking about a question that is um, about as relevant to our day and to her life because of the way people view this question as any I can think of. Welcome, Johnny. Good to be with you. Here's the question. How should a Christian view physician-assisted suicide? Well, when I was 17 years old and a Christian and in the hospital, a broken neck, doctors telling me I'll never use my hands or legs again, I would beg my girlfriends from high school to please bring in your mother's sleeping pills. Mm -hmm. I would tell others, bring in your father's razor blades, please anything, just put me out of my ministry. They just told me, I'm gonna always be like this. I'll never be able to walk or use my hands. Please, I can't face life like this. Mm -hmm. Let me live a dignified life by dying quickly, right? I mean, that, this whole death with dignity phrase is out there. Well, I'm just so grateful that back then there were no uh, death with dignity uh, proponents or advocates. There were no uh, laws in various states around America that would have perhaps permitted me. I mean, I could have put in a court challenge and said my suffering is unbearable. Uh, let's stretch that definition of terminal illness and include a person with a disability. Why not if you can't handle your suffering? So what is death with dignity? Well, I tell you what, living in this wheelchair now, looking back on that 17-year-old girl who begged for sleeping pills or razor blades, who tried to, you said, almost snap your own neck by wagging your head Right, back. since they wouldn't help me, I would wrench my head back and forth from the pillow, hoping to break my neck up at a higher level and so thereby end my misery. But um, I learned that compassion is, is not razor blades, sleeping pills. It's not three grams of phenobarbital in the veins, as many death with dignity proponents would have you believe nowadays. No, compassion is standing by that hospital bedside of that person who's, who's, who's in the throes of pain and journeying with him, helping him, bringing him up out of social isolation, helping that person who was perhaps near death uh, resolve conflicts and relationships. It's helping that person deal with anger. It's keeping him connected to reality. That's compassion. Compassion is come with passion suffering, come suffering, with suffering. You are with that person in their suffering. So. I, I take great umbrage when uh, death with dignity and physician-assisted suicide advocates try to purport that compassion is, is um, three grams of phenobarbital in your veins. It is not. Yeah, it's not. And how about people say, well, come on, folks have individual rights, and if Brittany Maynard wants to take her own life because she doesn't want to live the life that she has been uh, given because of her disease, and, and she doesn't want to go out that way, then let her be her own person, let her make her own choices, right? Well, we live in a country where personal rights have been exalted to the point of, of radicalism. Yeah. I mean, now a person's rights are nothing more than an individual's willful determinations all dressed up uh, in politically correct language uh, to give them a showy kind of dignity. I want my rights. But what have we become? In our country, we've become a, a, a haranguing group of competing individuals who just say, I'm more victimized than you are, so I need to have my rights listened to. Well, listen. Is physician-assisted suicide good for the entire country? No, it's not. It is not because basically the reason physician-assisted suicide is even on the books in many states is because people have a fear of death. People have a fear of suffering. And people's fears are not fundamental reasons to create rational social policy. Mm -hmm. Rational social policy should not be made out of people's fears. No, we need to help people understand what dying with dignity should be all about. Brittany Maynard had the, quote, right, as it were, 
to end her life by moving from California to the state of Oregon where a doctor could legally end her life. But as far as I know, she did not know Christ. Yeah. So you, you commandeer an early exit out of what you think is a miserable existence. It might not be miserable. It might be a fear of the miserable. Yeah. And what do you have? You're standing at the gates of hell. Mm. I, I, I don't want people to choose that. Yeah. And I think too often uh, people can easily choose that kind of a death, not having taken care of the health of their soul. Amen. You know, the, the, the verse in Proverbs that says, there's a way that seems right to man, but in the end it is the way of death. We see people who go, hey, I get to choose if I want to follow Christ or not, and they certainly do, right? But we, we don't. Suicide is not permissible, right? We, it's, it's murder. It's monocide. We don't let people who want to end their life kill themselves. Now, what we're saying is, well, if they're in a wheelchair, though, or if they're terminally ill, that life's not worth living. Mm. And we start to move to a utilitarian mindset. Right. And then beyond that, it's not just when Brittany Maynard can verbally and in a right mind say, I don't want to live. We start to say, well, that person can't talk. So we're going to say we wouldn't want to live that way. So we're going to make a decision for them. Right. When there's example after example of people who, who we think would never wake from a coma again who have awoken from comas, but even not. We get to show the glory of God in showing that compassion. Yep, absolutely. And people have bought into the premise that you're better off dead than disabled. Yes. Now there are many elderly people who feel it as though it is, it is their duty to die. And they've been encouraged so by state legislators and by our healthcare system that has rationed healthcare dollars away from the weakest and most vulnerable in our population, which are the disabled and the elderly, and newborn infants born with disabilities. We have taken this eugenic mindset and we've said, you know, we're gonna commandeer these deaths because it's for the good of the whole. We are talking about worldviews here, and when people reject the idea that man has dignity because they're made in the image of God, then it does change this whole conversation. And what we're trying to say is, listen, when you base a society not just on human fears, but even on human thinking, and human wisdom, you're gonna have a society that, that will be on a slippery slope from people who say, I don't think my life's worth living. Praise God, yeah. Johnny Erickson Tata couldn't take her life when she was 17, because look at all the good that's come out for 50 years in that wheelchair. And people say, well, I don't want that life that Johnny wants, okay? Well, listen, we don't make our decisions okay, based on what we want all the time. And you wanna ruin your life, then just live along, along the philosophy of it feels good, do it. Right? Well, we got to listen to what God says. And you, yes. you said earlier, thou shalt not murder right. includes self-murder. And I look at the examples of people who uh, try to uh, get others to help them commit suicide. Yeah. The story of King Saul, when he was in the battle, the thick of the battle, he was uh, wounded mortally, but not dead yet. And so he asked his armor bearer to run him through with the sword, but the armor bearer wisely said, no, I dare not do that. Well. King Saul fell on his own sword to kill himself, but he still did not die, and he found an Amalekite wandering along, please help me end my life, which the Amalekite did. But then later on, when the Amalekite tells David what had happened, David says, what were you thinking? Yeah. How dare you touch the Lord's anointed? And we are the Lord's anointed. Yeah. We are like King Saul. And David had that man put to death for murder. Yeah, he said, what you did, your blood is on your own hands. You testified that what you did is wrong. Right. And there was judgment. The righteous of God said, that's wrong. Now, there may be people who are suffering who feel, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot handle this. All I would encourage you to do is please reach out. Yeah. There are Christians around you in your community. There are people who want to help you die with dignity. You can, you can find out those resources through um, your local hospital 
through local churches near you. Reach out to people you know who have a path of life for your soul. Maybe not for your body, but definitely for your soul. That's wonderful. It's beautiful. And then even reach out to Christ. And in 1 Kings 19, Elijah was despairing to the point of death. Yes, he and was. And that's like God would take his life. And God didn't take his life. What did God do? God sent him an angel of mercy mm-hmm. who provided companionship, who was there beside him, provided food, refreshment, and helped him deal with his issues. That's what we Christians can be and should be to those who are dying. That's death with dignity. Wow. It is death with dignity, and this is a life with dignity. Uh, if you don't know about Johnny Erickson Tata and Johnny and friends in the ministry, I, I would commend you. Here's some real truth. Jump into that ministry and, and partner with Johnny and others in, in caring for those with disabilities and who are suffering. Let's be what the righteous have always been, caring for humans and, and showing the value that they are because they're made in the image of God. Bless you, Johnny. Thank what you. a great answer to a, a question that's increasingly becoming discussed in our society. Join us again next time, another episode of A Real Truth Real Quick.